Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, H Town and Astros fans? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm your humble host, Jeff Balky, freelance writer, sports aficionado, native Houstonian. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Balky, J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. Uh, obviously, you can find us on the Believe Podcasting Network at BLEAV.com, and you can pick us up on all of your favorite podcasting places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also catch me most Mondays on KUHF, KUHF 88.7 FM here in Houston. It's the Houston Matters show from 9 to 10. I'm usually on in the, around 9.45 talking sports like I'm doing here, although here we are exclusively talking Astros, although I will drop this in. It is draft week for the Houston Rockets, so all you Rockets fans, get, get ready. Number three pick, who you got? For now, let's get to the Astros, shall we? It's been an interesting week. Uh, the Astros took two out of three from the White Sox. Uh, we had some unlikely heroes. Uh, but we've also started to see some injuries mount with this team. Now, you knew it was just a matter of time that this came about. Uh, all teams go through injuries. All teams have to face these things. But unfortunately, the Astros are coming up with some injuries to some key players right as we head into what arguably is the toughest stretch of the season. They have 10 games, excuse me, 10 days, 9 games against the Mets and the Yankees, arguably the two best teams in baseball currently, uh, particularly the Yankees who are just mopping the floor with everybody right now. They have a four-game set with the Yankees there, plus one game against the Yankees here, which is really weird and, and part of that makeup situation that they had to deal with because of the lockout at the beginning of the season. The Yankees were supposed to be at Minute Maid Park early this year, so this is one of those makeup games. They also have two games here against the Mets and two games there against the Mets, so a really bizarre sort of situation and a very tough gauntlet, as I refer to it in my Houston Press story, which uh, dropped this morning. Uh, and I'm recording this, excuse me, it'll drop tomorrow morning. I'm recording this Monday night, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday, however. Um, the Astros have the night off tonight, and then tomorrow they start with the Mets uh, at Minute Maid Park. So I'm going to go over a few points here and uh, discuss some of the things that are going on. Obviously, again, I'd love to hear from you on my Twitter feed. The first thing I think that needs to be brought up is just the injury list. It's it's getting longer as we go along here. Um, here's the list of guys who are currently... Uh, dealing with injuries, Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, Aledmus Diaz, Jake Odorizzi, Parker Mushinsky, Blake Taylor, Jake Myers, Taylor Jones, Lance McCullers. Okay, so that is quite the list, right? I mean, you have some of your best players, especially Pena and Alvarez on that list. You've got guys like Lance McCullers and Jake Odorizzi, who you expect to be contributors. You've got Aledmus Diaz, who's a key 
contributor off the bench. Jake Myers, who is probably going to be your starting center fielder at some point, that's a that's pretty significant when you think about you know what's happening to the team in terms of how they have to sort of balance all of that. How they how manager Dusty Baker is going to have to juggle his lineups to figure out what they're going to do. They've certainly called up some players to help with that. Now, I will note, and I will post this link uh, in my uh, on the Believe podcast description so you can see it. There's a really good list of injuries uh, that MLB provides, and uh, Brian McTaggart, who's a spectacular Astros writer, just fantastic. Love his stuff. Love if you don't get his MLB newsletter, you should get it. it. It's just great. Tons of great information. But you know, just running down his injuries. So first, Jordan Alvarez, which obviously I think is the most important. So the Astros are calling him day to day. They've not put him on the injury list. They said he had some kind of a hand injury. You know, the Astros are so weird about the injury list. They're like the New England Patriots when it comes to telling you what happened. Basically, he suffered it on a, he, when he was swinging. He hit into a double play, and then something happened. Uh, Alvarez hasn't talked about it. Dusty Baker wouldn't say anything other than, quote, it's not structural, which what the hell does that even mean? But right now, he is day-to-day, uh, given the fact they have not placed him on the injury list yet, and they say it's not structural, you've got to figure he'll be back uh, within you know a few days or a week or so. Aledmus Diaz is expected back in the next few days. He had some left shoulder discomfort, uh, left the game on June 18th uh, against the White Sox. Apparently, he originally dove for a ball and landed on it funny. He said it's feeling okay. They don't expect to even do an MRI. Now, there are some guys on the injured list. Uh, First, Jeremy Pena. Uh, so Pena hurt his thumb when his hand sort of folded underneath him when he was making a diving play. He had an MRI, no serious damage to the thumb. I think it's still kind of swollen and bothering him. My guess is that is something that is going to keep him out for at least a week, probably a little bit longer. So it's a good good bet he will miss all or most of this uh, New York Subway series of games, which is really a bummer. You have Jake Odorizzi, who's been out since May 16th. He suffered that lower leg strain that everybody, you know, he went out on a stretcher in Philadelphia, and I think everybody thought he was done for the season. Turns out, um, you know, he's been doing pretty well. He's been doing some practice drills on his leg. His pitching seems to be fine. It's mainly working out that leg to make sure that it's solid enough. Um, Looks to me like he will probably get sent out for a minor league rehab stint maybe next week, end of the week, or maybe into the following. Uh, and he should be back probably by the end of the month, too. Um, Parker Mashinsky and Blake Taylor, both a couple of guys with elbow discomfort. Um, you know, this is not great. Uh, but with Blake Taylor, he isn't. He was not good. Parker Mashinsky hasn't played a ton. You can have sort of afford that. It does make you kind of wonder, are they going to need to look for a lefty uh, at the trade deadline. We'll talk about that a little bit. Then you have a couple of guys like Jake Myers, Taylor Jones, Lance McCullers Jr. Okay, so Jake Myers uh, has been doing rehab uh, in Sugarland. He's gone 8 for 40, hitting 205 with a homer and two RBIs. Um, 
He did get moved to the 16-day, uh, the 60-day IL, excuse me, on June 15th, when the Astros claimed an outfielder off waivers. But he's expected to be back by the end of this month. Same thing goes for Taylor Jones, who's been out since uh, spring training with a lower back injury. He's been doing pretty well at Sugarland. He's got two home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, he's a guy that uh, could contribute to the lineup again. Looking at him closer to the end of the month, Lance McCullers, where he is right now. Now on the on this injury report, they're predicting August for him. So given where he's been pitching and what he's been doing, he's up to 90, 91 miles an hour with his fastball. Uh, he's throwing 26, 27 uh, pitches. He hasn't really started throwing uh, curveballs from the mound yet, which is obviously a big, a big part of his game and, and is going to be a pretty significant situation for him. So we're, I don't think anybody's expecting him at least until sometime later in July maybe into August. But if you look at those, really the biggest problem right now is where it leaves them over the next 10 days because the end of the month is, you know, 10 days away. And so if they're going to miss, if a lot of these guys on this list are going to miss that whole time or a big chunk of that time, it's a very tough stretch. And let's talk about that for a minute. The Astros have been playing relatively bad teams. They've they've won 24 uh, games against their own division, which is awful. Uh, as somebody pointed out, they haven't been playing very... I, I can't remember if I read this in the Chronicle or where, but they said they've been playing very well over the last 10 or 15 games, and yet they've actually increased their lead in the division remarkably because they're playing against such bad teams. They're certainly the worst division in baseball. Uh, on the other hand, you have the Mets and Yankees, who are both just tearing the cover off the ball. And, you know, the Yankees, they're on pace to win 120 games. Now, I don't know if they're going to win that. They probably won't. Um, but they are a machine right now. And, so, and if you don't think that they are salivating at the chance to take the Astros down after all of the years the Astros have really just handed it to them, forget it. It doesn't matter if it's June or, you know, the, obviously this would be a bigger deal if it was September, but I don't think the Yankees are going to care. It's, it's June. They're going to want to mop the floor with the Astros and, and take them to school. And the Mets, they just want to keep winning. They're doing tremendously well in the National League. So this is going to be a very, very difficult nine games for the Astros. And I don't think it's a big worry, right? We're still in June, and, and the Astros do have some injuries to deal with. If they don't have a great, you know, series, if they, if they you know, lose six or seven ball games out of the next nine, I don't think anybody's going to freak out. I mean, certainly some Astros Twitter people probably will. But overall, it's not, it's not a huge deal. Um, but you do want to have a showing, and I will say this, the one area where it might play a role, and I'm going to talk about this at the end here in a minute, is what James Click, the Astros general manager, decides to do at the trading deadline. Uh, I think, you know, even though these are teams playing against one another, we're going to see what some of these individual players, relief pitchers in particular, uh, some of the people in the, in the batting order, some in the lineup, what are they going to do against these teams? If they're able to perform well, uh, you know, and equip them, you know, acquit themselves, 
then maybe you won't see as much movement at the trade deadline because this is a good test for them individually. What they do as a whole, as a team, it's going to be tough to judge them. I mean, they're probably going to be starting guys like Mauricio Dubon, you know, and J.D. Matajevic, which I'll talk about them in a second. So I don't think we can gauge them in these next nine games based on that. But can we gauge some of the individual play and what that might mean at the trade deadline? I definitely think that's the case. So let's talk for just a minute about Dubon and Matajevic. Both had really big games on Sunday. Actually, the reason the Astros won 4-3, Christian Javier had a good outing, not a great outing, but a good outing. Um, as my father-in-law, who, by the way, I will be having on the show next week. I'm going to be on vacation, family vacation. My father-in-law, who's been a professor at Rice for half a century, is also an incredible baseball fan, has been forever. And so we're going to talk a lot to him. And he brought up to me the other day, he, he said, you know, we'll see which Javier shows up. Well, the pretty good Javier showed up. And he did a good job of getting himself uh, out of some jams. But he was certainly helped by Mauricio Dubon, brought in, uh, acquired in a trade, brought in really as depth. And he filled in for both Pena and Diaz, who were out. Um, he's very good in the field, both in center field and in the infield. Came in, did a good job defensively, and he hit a home run. But J.J. Matajevic is really the guy that you got to love. He had a home run after striking out his first time up. The home run he hit was literally his first major league hit. And that's a big deal. On Father's Day, in tribute to his own father, there's been a bunch of stories about that. But the, I think the funniest part was a young, like a 16-year-old kid caught the ball. And I'm sure you've probably read about this. If you haven't, the kid apparently negotiated for what he wanted for the ball. Like, it wasn't just, hey, here's the ball. You know, I know this is a big deal to you, J.J. Matajevitz, and I caught this ball, and that's enough for me. No, this kid was like, listen, man, I want something. <laughs> and frankly, who can blame him, right? I mean, you know, get something out of it. I remember uh, Michael Keaton in uh, the movie Night Shift with Henry Winkler after they had been caught but realized that it was an embarrassment. Michael Keaton says, we got him over a barrel. I say we get something out of him. I think this kid was performing a little art of the deal on these guys. He ended up getting some tickets. He got a signed baseball from Jose Altuve, and he got the best, I think, was a signed jersey from Justin Verlander that said, nice catch on it, which is spectacular. And with all due respect to J.J. Matajevich, I don't think his home run ball is worth quite as much. But hey, good for him for getting it, and good for this kid for sticking to his guns and getting something cool in return. So now let's talk a little bit about the trade deadline. Obviously, we have a little bit of time before that comes. But I want to go back and address this idea that what happens over the next 10 days might help James Click decide what they're going to do. I really think it's true. If you look at it, you know, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel have been hitting a touch better just a little bit better over the last, say, 10 games or less. Um, will they pick it up? Now, both of these guys love the spotlight. Bregman in particular loves you know, playing in places like Boston and New York, as does Jose Altuve. So if they have a good offensive series or, or you know, series of series, I guess, um, will that translate into the team maybe thinking, well, maybe we don't really have to shore up our offense quite so much. Maybe we can wait for Jake Myers to get back, see where he's at. Maybe we can sort of poke around with our guys in the minor leagues. Or 
if they don't have a good series, they're going to be like, all right, we really need to pull the trigger on another bat. Somebody that can come in and play outfield, maybe DH a little bit. Like, what are we going to do if we've got guys that just just aren't hitting? And as we get to the bottom of our lineup, we just don't, you know, that black hole continues to exist at the bottom of the lineup. So that would be one. The other is, what about the relief pitching? The Astros have had the best bullpen in baseball, or certainly one of the best bullpens in baseball. If that bullpen is able to continue to sustain itself, then I think the Astros feel pretty comfortable about where they are uh, in relation to trading for additional talent. I think they certainly feel comfortable with where they are when it comes to starting talent. Although it will be great to see guys like Luis Garcia you know, go pitch against some of these guys. Fromber Valdez, who's been just a hair shaky. Justin Tim, just, just, I almost said Justin Timberlake just now. Somebody needs to slap me across my face for even thinking. Justin Verlander was a little shaky in his last outing. Uh, you know, he'll be fired up to face the New York teams. So I think it will, it, it'll sort of help determine, I think, for the Astros where they need to go, what holes they need to fill. And look, the Astros are certainly going to be buyers. They're not the best team in the American League. They're probably third in the American League or so. They're probably about fourth or fifth in all of baseball. There's no reason to think they're not going to be really good. You know, there's no reason to think they're not going to go deep into the postseason. This is still a, an extremely good team. You know, with a lot of talent, um, you know, and and the track record. Let's be honest. I mean, these guys have a, uh, you know, these guys have played in a lot of playoff games. So it's not going to shock me if you turn around and say, "Oh, well, uh, you know, these guys uh, don't really need anything if they come up big and play well in these series, even if they lose." But it also would not su- surprise me at all if they didn't play particularly well, especially individually, and this was an impetus for you know making some changes in that regard. So we will wait and see uh, you know how that goes. A couple of things I wanted to mention to you before I get off the air here today. First, as I mentioned, my father-in-law, Alan Madiso, will be joining me next week. I will be on location uh, on family vacation. I'm taking the podcasting gear with me. I'm a dedicated trooper, dedicated to the Mastros. And we will be uh, on vacation, and I'll be uh, filing this podcast from there. He and I are going to have a talk about some old-school Philly baseball, which is where he's from, Philadelphia. This is a guy who actually got to see Bill Russell play Wilt Chamberlain back in the day. That might be basketball, but nevertheless, baseball is his first love. So we're going to talk a little baseball. I'm going to ask him why he hasn't written a book about baseball, given his extensive knowledge and the fact that he's written a number of books that are taught in college classes today. Why not baseball? Seems like he'd be a good candidate. And speaking of books, I've been reading a new book that just came out about Ken Caminetti, written by the author Dan Good, and it is actually spectacular. Um, I've been it is it is more detailed than I think maybe a, a book should be. I mean, this thing starts with him, uh, you know, as a kid, and it just moves on through. I haven't gotten to the steroid point yet. I plan to finish this book up over the next week or so, and I've connected with Dan Good on Twitter, really nice guy, and I hope to have him on the podcast 
in maybe two or three weeks. The, the book is called Playing Through the Pain, Ken Caminiti and the Steroids Confession that Changed Baseball Forever. If you are a baseball fan, if you're a Caminiti fan or an Astros fan, I would go out and get it. Get the audiobook or, or pick up the hardback that's available on Amazon. Really, really quality read. Um, I'm having a good time reading it. I'm sure you will as well. And hopefully we can get Dan Good on the show. We are still working on co-hosts. Uh, for me at some point in the next few weeks to a month. Uh, for uh, the time being, I'll be flying solo. Uh, I'm filing this a little bit earlier this week than I normally do, filing it on a Tuesday uh, rather than on my usual Wednesday. I might pop in with a short update over the weekend, but if not, I will certainly be back next week with more of the same. Again, catch me at the Houston Press, houstonpress.com. Uh, Find me on Twitter, Jeff Balke, at J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. I will definitely be back on Houston Matters on KUHF 88.7 FM next week at 9.45 a.m. on Monday. And, of course, you can check the Believe Podcast page. You can see all of the links from this podcast as well as links to find me on Twitter and some of the shows and things like that. Anyway, that's going to do it for me on this Monday evening. I hope you guys have a tremendous week. I hope you had a great holiday weekend. I had the day off today. It was freaking great. Juneteenth is an outstanding holiday. Yay, freedom. And uh, everybody have a fantastic week. And I will talk to you next time. Go Astros. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.